Welcome to Maximize Your Social, actionable advice on how your business can maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, social media author, speaker, consultant, founder of Maximize Social Business, the Social Media Center of Excellence, and the Social Tools Summit, Neil Schaefer. Hey, everybody. This is Neil Schaefer, and this is Periscope. How y'all doing today? You know, I thought about my own process for doing podcasts based on my own experience when I did my first Periscope in Japan, just showing you what the bullet train was like. And like many of you, I was blown away by just the number of people that watched it. So I thought that I would use this same idea to actually start to create my podcast using Periscope. So I hope you enjoy what I'm about to do. And I'll be looking for your feedback, obviously, not only your views, but also your questions. And I really want to try to make this as interactive as possible. So without further ado, welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Social. Today, I'm going to be talking about something I've spent the last few months on. Actually, it's a project I've been working on for more than a year called Maximizing LinkedIn for Business. Maximize LinkedIn for Business is an ebook that I just released Actually, today on Kindle uh, is the first place I released it. And it's based on a visit that I made. And I'm going to get into the content and sort of the takeaways that I went for you if you're interested in this podcast. I want to go through sort of the history of it. I was actually invited to visit LinkedIn headquarters back in December of 2013. I know, a little bit long time ago. That was a year and a half ago. And I made a commitment then that based on what I found, I was going to provide that information in an educational ebook format. So uh, when I was there, I got to meet Coca Sexton, who a lot of you from the social selling world, if that's your world, probably have heard about him. He's one of the influencers, someone at LinkedIn who I have uh, utmost respect for. And one of the things I got to do when I was there was actually interview him. And the excerpts from that interview are actually included in this ebook. So, and by the way, I'm in a hotel room in St. Petersburg, Florida. Actually, I'm in Clearwater. Let me correct myself. And I'm not even from Florida. But if you saw me a few days ago, yes, I was in Japan. When I took that video on a bullet train, I literally was on my way to the airport to fly out here in St. Petersburg. So that's why you see behind me, you see a bed at a hotel here. So let's go into maximizing LinkedIn for business. And if you have any questions, whether you see this live or on the replay, I really hope you'll reach out to me. Obviously, since this is live, and if you have any LinkedIn questions, I'd love to hear them right now. But I really want to cover sort of, you know, the, the details of the ebook so that you have some concrete takeaways from this Periscope. I really want to make this an educational event for those of you that are watching. All right, there we go. So I think going through the table of contents will give you a good idea. And this is sort of a rough draft. So the final looks a little bit different. But really, the first thing that I talk about here is how LinkedIn is being used by corporations and professionals today. One of the big mistakes, or I should say, one of the big things that people don't understand about LinkedIn is it's just for job search. And if you work at a large company, if you haven't heard from your marketing department before, you're going to hear from them sometime or your HR department, something called employee advocacy. Basically, employees are being asked more and more to participate in social media on behalf of their employer. And it happens at large organizations quicker than it happens at smaller organizations. It also happens if you're in a sales marketing or an outward facing role more often than it happens 
in other internal facing roles. So if you're in sales, you've probably already heard about it. And if you're in social selling, well, employee advocacy, there's a definite connection there. So really every professional, and it's not just for job search, like I said, it's for your personal brand, for your professional brand. And now more and more as an employee, you really need to have a certain aptitude of LinkedIn. You need to know how it works and how you can make it work for you and the role that you have at whatever company you work for. And that's really the point that I want to get across in this first chapter here. So the second thing I talk about, and and whenever I talk on social media, I like to divide things into sort of a 10-step process and sort of, you know, dumb it down. And hey, if you can count with two hands, you can sort of figure out all the important things that you need to know. So number one is really the mindset, right? Just understanding the value and the things that you're going to be needed to do on LinkedIn. The second thing is the LinkedIn profile. So whatever you do on LinkedIn, it leads people to your profile, right? And I think people take it for granted. If you were going to create a website, you spend a lot of money on it and a lot of time, a lot of thought process goes into creating it, yet your LinkedIn profile is your website for LinkedIn. Whatever you do on LinkedIn, your name creates a link that leads people back to your profile. So there are certain best practices that you should employ in your profile that I cover in this ebook as well. Some are pretty intuitive, some you might not have thought of. So I'm pretty confident even if you've been on LinkedIn for a while, you're going to learn a thing or two tactically that can help you with improving your LinkedIn profile. So chapter three, build your empire, the importance of connections. Now, when I started on LinkedIn, I've, I've obviously written two books on LinkedIn before. My first book was called Windmill Networking. It was on this whole concept of open networking. And at that time, believe it or not, when I was first on LinkedIn, the more connections you had when someone was doing a search for a keyword, like internet marketing or social media, whatever it is, if you had that keyword in your profile, Anyone who had the keyword in the profile, they were being ranked by the number of connections they have. So there was actually a tactical benefit, an SEO benefit to having more connections on LinkedIn. Now that's, we're talking 2008, seven years later, they've evolved, right? But the notion of having a network of connections, of discovering what I like to call the hidden connections that exist. I might be best friends with the CEO of a company that you're trying to sell to, you might be best friends with the CEO of a company that I'm trying to sell to. And we never know the power of our connections, of these hidden connections that we have, until number one, we connect on LinkedIn, and number two, we actually have an objective, a reason for going into the advanced job search and finding those hidden connections, and then reaching out to those people so that they can help us. It's it's one of the most powerful aspects of LinkedIn that I think a lot of people forget about, but it starts with having those connections. It starts with a habit. You already know a lot of people in life. It's just a matter of connecting with them on LinkedIn, right? It's a matter of, you know, sending them invites. It's a matter of after you meet someone at a meeting of actually doing a follow-up and saying, hey, would you like to connect on LinkedIn? It's printing your LinkedIn URL in your business card so that it makes it easy for others. Putting in your email signature, right? I use Wisestamp as a way to do that. In fact, Wisestamp just published a blog post on how savvy people on LinkedIn are using their email signature in order to do just that and make sure they stay connected with their professional network. So the value of doing that, it cannot be you know uh, underestimated. And it's something that you really should think about. My famous equation for how many connections you should have is multiply your age by 10. And I said that for the first time a few years ago, and it's still good today. And there are people out there with, you know, more than 500 connections. I think a lot of selling 
or sales professionals have over 500 connections. And if you're just out of college, I don't expect you to have over 200 connections. But if you are a you know seasoned professional that's been working for 10 or 20 years, I expect that you're going to be able to meet you know more than 10 people a year, and therefore multiply your age by 10. It's a very you know appropriate number that I think you should have. So. Chapter four, using LinkedIn to maintain your professional relationships. So it's one thing to be connected, but it's another thing to actually be maintaining that relationship. LinkedIn gives you some powerful tools that allow you to do that, that I highly recommend. Well, after reading the ebook, you'll learn about them, but I highly recommend that you look into them because, you know, the value of your network is in keeping in daily touch. So you're top of mind. Brands retarget you wherever you are in social media or on the internet, because they want to keep top of mind. You want to keep top of mind with your network so that when there's a need that you can fulfill, you'll be able to be the first one contacted and vice versa. If you want to contact someone in your network asking for help, you'll be top of mind with them because they see you everywhere on LinkedIn, for instance, when they log in every day. So something to consider there. Chapter five, establishing credibility. So there's a lot of fake profiles on LinkedIn I think some of you have probably seen them yourselves. And whenever you want to contact someone or whenever you post something on LinkedIn or you send out a connection request, people go to your profile. One of the first things they look for, believe it or not, is recommendations. And recommendations are one type of this credibility, this social proof that you are who you say you are and that you, you know, you, you can back up everything you say you do in your summary. So if you're a small business owner, you're in sales and you've been successful, you should have a few recommendations that would indicate that, right? And so that credibility piece is really important if you wanna be successful on LinkedIn, and you're gonna be a lot more successful with the more credibility you have. LinkedIn used to have this 100% profile completeness where they would say you need at least three recommendations to get 100% complete. I think it's a good number to shoot for. You don't need 30 or 40 like you know some people have, like I might have, but just get a few and, and I think they'll really pay dividends for you, especially if you work in a niche industry or in a community where everyone knows each other. When someone sees a recommendation, it's someone they know. That's incredible social proof that you really, you can't buy through advertising, right? So just something to consider. Chapter six is understanding skills and endorsements. So people do not understand how skills work and people even less understand how endorsements work on LinkedIn. And there's some powerful ways to make skills and endorsements actually work for you instead of being considered a nuisance. So I want to help guide you through what those are. And that's, you know, an important chapter. The skills become part of your professional brand and the endorsements are another social signal, right? Another way of sort of tapping someone on the shoulder that can be invaluable in keeping mindshare with them that you should definitely be leveraging. Can you make LinkedIn profiles private as a question I'm getting? Thank you for that question. I really want to make this as interactive as possible. So you can make a LinkedIn profile as private as LinkedIn allows you to. So in the settings, there are a number of things you can do. Instead of showing your full name, you can show your initials. You can hide your profile photo to only your first degree connections. You can hide the visibility of, of your connections to nobody, which is what I do, which I recommend people do as well. So you, it can't be completely private, but there are a lot of things you do. Go into the privacy and settings, and that's where you're going to find all the different features or the settings that will allow you to make it as private as possible. Obviously, the whole value of LinkedIn is that it's a public database, right? But I understand that there are things you want to keep private about. So if you're looking at your competitors or maybe your boss's profile, you don't want them to know that you've been there. 
but if if you're looking, if you're sort of digging around on LinkedIn, looking at your competitors and snooping around on your bosses or people you work with, and you don't want them to know that you've been there, then there's definitely a, a way of hiding the fact that you visited their profile that I recommend you look into. On the other hand, if you're in sales or you're job searching, you want to know all these people you saw their profile, right? In hopes that out of 10, maybe one will actually contact you saying, hey, I saw you visited my profile. I actually have a need for you. And that actually happens a lot. So use these things strategically. But definitely, if you're going to make a lot of changes to your profile, you don't want your employer to see, you want to turn off the broadcast that LinkedIn will make that says to your network that you just changed your profile because that's sort of a red flag. So you know, use these features strategically. Going back in now, we're at chapter seven. Pulse. So LinkedIn is trying to become the media like Facebook and Twitter and all the other social networks are. So LinkedIn has a very, very powerful news curation feature called Pulse. And Pulse actually also brings in the blog posts that influencers and others on LinkedIn write as well. And I'll get to why that's valuable. But if you make Pulse sort of the source of your daily business information, it's going to be a great way to not only learn and educate yourself on what's going on in, in whatever industry you're in, but also a great way of uh, easy way of curating that content and sharing it with your network and providing value through sharing content, which might seem, you know, trivial to many people. But, you know, I can show you anecdotal evidence of people that post things that are really relevant to their professional network and to their clients, some piece of content that they saw that their client just happened not to see that ended up thanking them and saying, hey, we, you know, we might be able to work together on this or, or what have you. So, you know, that's the whole idea about social media is it's the democratization of information. So there are things that seem very natural to you and that you think everybody knows, but to someone else in another part of the world, it might be a godsend that they just happen to miss because, you know, a viral video to you might I've never even heard of. Right. Uh, and that's just the reality that we're all over the place. And there's just so much information out there. Right. Especially, you know, even here on Periscope. So chapter eight talks about letting your professional voice be heard and it talks about blogging using LinkedIn polls. So for those of you who remember that LinkedIn has this influencer platform, and if you wanted to blog on LinkedIn in the past, you had to be an influencer to do that. Well, over the past year, LinkedIn's opened up their blogging platform to everybody, at least everybody in the United States. I assume it's going to be opened up worldwide as well. And this can be a very, very powerful thing, a powerful vehicle, a powerful tool for your business, because there are a lot of people that read Pulse on a daily basis. And with all the eyeballs around Pulse, LinkedIn can really show your content to a lot more people than you might have thought. So something to consider. And I know that a lot of people shy away from blogging. It can be really easy. I've written a lot of blog posts on blogging. I actually started my blog on LinkedIn. They used to have an application for WordPress that I started July 4th, I think 2008, come to think of it. But blogging is just, it's the most powerful thing you can do for your professional brand. And it's something I recommend everyone doing. You don't, the beauty with LinkedIn is you don't even have to have a website to do it. You can blog directly on LinkedIn. And I talk about, I think that's one of the hidden secrets of LinkedIn that you should definitely be taking to your advantage. I've seen people like you and me get hundreds of thousands of views from their content. I mean, that says it in itself. And these are people with a few hundred connections. And if you look at the history of their posts, they've had a few hundred views on one post, a few hundred on another, and then boom, 800,000. And it just happened to be content that resonated with the LinkedIn community that LinkedIn also exposed to Pulse. And that helps explain those numbers. But anybody might be able to get that type of readership for their posts 
by publishing on LinkedIn if the stars are aligned, right? But either way, a few hundred views for a lot of small businesses or even for professionals is a big number as well. So something to consider there. Chapter nine, group. So, you know, a lot of people say that LinkedIn is not an engaging platform. Well, it's probably because they're not involved in LinkedIn groups. And LinkedIn groups are far the most engaging aspect of LinkedIn. So if you're missing out on connecting with people, if you're missing out on prospecting, can't figure out, you know, where to go, the groups or the communities that are in the groups really are another hidden secret sauce of LinkedIn that hopefully you will have joined some groups, joined in some discussions. I know that I've developed business on LinkedIn groups. And when I ask sales professionals, how did you develop business on LinkedIn? You know, half will say through connections, introductions, or network using that core functionality that LinkedIn has. The other half will say they found conversations or develop relationships in LinkedIn groups. So I'm going to lead you through that as well. And then chapter 10 talks about just staying up to date, that social media is always changing. And I'm actually creating a new community called the Social Media Center of Excellence, where I hope to continue the conversation and really offer regular educational events you know, webinars, more eBooks, what have you to help educate professionals in social media. So that's it. So once again, the name of the eBook, it's called Maximizing LinkedIn for Business. I just released this today on Kindle. So right now it's only available on Kindle for 99 cents. Total disclaimer here, if you wait about a week, it'll be available for free download on PDF. And I really wanted to get it on Kindle because I'm an author and I have two books on Amazon up. I have three books on Amazon. So for me, just having another book in top of mind in Amazon was important to me. But for my fans and, hey, for those few of you that are watching this on Periscope, hopefully I'll get more replays. I, w- I just wanted you to know. So if you want to be the first to read the content, do a search on Kindle, Maximizing LinkedIn for Business, Neil Schaefer. Otherwise, wait another week. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, friend on Facebook, Neil Schaefer. So that's it. So, you know, I can just record myself speaking into a microphone, which is how I do my podcast on a weekly basis, or I can record it in a video format and take that audio and repurpose it into a podcast. So now I have a podcast and a Periscope. And that's why I know that there aren't that many watching, but for the two of you that are watching right now, I'm really thankful. And, oh, that's number three. I'm, I'm really thankful that you watched. And even if one person watched, to me, that's positive ROI from doing this Periscope. It's not necessarily about the numbers. It's a, it's just the fact that it's getting out to more people that might be interested. So I hope you like this. If you did, I really hope if you'll sort of engage back, send me a tweet or whatever it might be. And, you know, in summary, these are the key things that I think every professional needs to learn more about using LinkedIn. And I think if you have those bases covered, those 10 bases covered, then you're set up for success on LinkedIn. And, and hopefully the ebook will help you get there in a very, very easy to understand uh, way. So that's it. Oh, sorry, I missed most of it. Thank you. Oh, that's okay. I really appreciate the comment. You'll be able to see the replay. But, you know, I started this as a podcast saying, Welcome to Maximize Your Social. That's where I uh, publish my podcast. They're also on iTunes and SoundCloud. So I'm going to end this in podcast fashion by saying, Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximize Your Social. And as I close out all of my podcasts, I'm coming to you from today from Clearwater, Florida, but wherever you are in the world, Make it a great social day. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate all of your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on the show or recommend content, please contact Neil Schaefer. 
at neil at maximizeyoursocial.com. Please also make sure to check out Neil's new community, the Social Media Center of Excellence at socialmediacoe.com, as well as Neil's social media conference, the Social Tools Summit, which will be in San Francisco on October 27 and 28.